Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening, we have Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Brenton. Hello. I almost forgot your name then for some reason. Me? Yeah, I don't no, know why. That's you're the, terrible. You're the I, most important one. I, know. I was listening to... I wasn't here last week and I was listening to it and you said, I've got a really funny name for Jay, but not for either of you. And the funny name will feature in the Patreon episode this oh, week. Oh no, there so, we go. Uh, yeah, oh. you know, sell, sell, sell. He's reeling them in. Yeah, um, that's good. It actually wasn't <laughs> going to be in that, but I forgot to say it this week. So we'll do it in the Patreon episode. You can Hooray. join us there. How is everyone? Um, Matt Knight, how's things? Good. Joining us from the internet. Yes, the Pat. I'm joining from internet land again. Um, it's very good. It's very sunny and very warm here in internet world. What have you been up to um, this week? Um, nothing guitar related. Sort of. I um I went to a classic car show yesterday, uh, with a lot of American cars, and was picking out all the Fender colours from all the Cadillacs and uh, Chevys that were there. Nice. What did you see? Shell pink. Yeah. Best one. Uh, sea foam green. Uh, Sonic blue. Um, black. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Not not sunburst. Not not really not really a great car colour. Um. But there was some like some crazy cars there in awesome colours, and I was like, man, there needs to be more guitars in these colours, like like crazy like blue bursts and things like that. Um, so yeah, that that was quite good. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, nothing guitar related. I've only played guitar for about half an hour this week. Do you remember when Fender actually made a car? No. What? Um, I say made a car. I think. When did Fender make a car? I think, and you might want to look this up. Um, it, they did a partnership with Volkswagen for a Fender Beetle. Yeah, we saw. No, um, wasn't it? Was it a Beetle? Or was it a Mini? We saw it. We were in. We were driving somewhere. You and me. I think we we might maybe we're on tour, and we okay. were like, "What's going on with that?" I That's think really it would. I think it was a Beetle. I think. I would be surprised if it was a, a Mini, well, just I'm as Mini at... don't really have a lot to do with the sort of the heritage. Well, not that a German car brand does either. I don't I think suppose. it was. I think it was something more like a Golf or something like that. Maybe Matt. Really, really annoyingly, if you try and search anything with like Fender and the car, word car, all you get is car Fender. Comes, <laughs> comes up with bumpers, which is what they're actually called. 
Um, um, uh, Matt, while you're researching that, Jay, what have you been up to this week? Um, I What have I done this week? Um, I played a couple of gigs, You did I play guess. some gigs for the first time in a long time. First time in ages, yeah. How many years since you've done a gig? Um... I did. I just did. I did one last year. Um, oh yeah, and a couple. Of years. Yeah, I'm not done. It's weird because like I used to like. I just haven't been in a band that's sort of done anything for ages. No. Um, but yeah, no. I played a couple of gigs last week. That was really cool. Um, I used Joe's Orange Ob One Five Hundred. How did you get on? Um, I used your one. I used your Ob One Five Hundred for the first show and for the second show. Um, the, the bass player in one of the other bands had an OB1 300. I think I noticed in the video that I saw of you guys playing that there were two. Yeah, and so I used his. I used the 300. Uh, I think I prefer the 300. Sorry. Really? Less? Didn't want the headroom? I didn't need the headroom. No, no, no. It was it, it's just just give me the gain. Yeah, fair it was, enough. It sounded, it sounded great, though. It, like, it was really, really good. Um, as it happens, the um, the person who who had the other head works for Orange. So oh, right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I wonder if I know this fellow then because the, Rob, yeah, yeah, Rob is um, one of the head technicians yeah. there. He um, Rob repaired uh, mm-hmm. my guitarist. Your rocker TH30, rocker no, no, rocker yeah, 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 yeah. I sent we it had, to him. We had a chat about it. Oh, did we? Oh, yes. amazing! No, no, we didn't. Me and him did. Yeah, yeah, yes. All oh, right. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was really good. Rob, really cool. I mean, obviously, everybody who works for Orange is super cool. So, um, what was your experience uh, with the three hundred and the five hundred? Why would you prefer the three hundred? Most most bass players I would assume would say that it was worth spending the extra to get more volume uh, but I mean the 300 was plenty loud enough okay. I thought and it was st- you know it was DI'd as well do you know what cab you were going through um, it was it was just some ash no it was it was a trace I think right what 410 yeah so it was probably 8 ohm I'm just trying to work out if you were getting the 300 watts or if you were actually playing through 190 watts um, I think I can't remember. Mm. If it's one of those big old Trace 410s, it, if it was ported, it's probably 4 ohm. Which might be why you'd think the 300 was enough. Like if you were yeah. just going through a, a conventional amp and you're only drawing half of that. I, I'd just, I'd be, as loud as Orange are, I would be surprised if um, a 300 watt head at 8 ohms was punk worthy, I guess. Really? I mean, I only had it, it, up, it might be. I mean, punks play are, quiet, I think. Really? I only had it up at, I, I'm, the master volume was only like halfway really um, okay. and the gain was most of the way around I had the gain probably at like 3 o'clock and the master was probably halfway um, so yeah and it was uh, there was a sans amp and a bass um, the boss bass driver as well so and it's, it was plenty loud I mean it was a smallish you know like 200 cap venue or something but it was it was super loud really really loud um, that said, when I played at the the other show that I did, I used your one and I used it through an Ampeg eight ten, and it sounded unbelievable. Yeah, drawing the full five hundred watts. From yeah. One of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sounded amazing. It sounded, that sounded absolutely phenomenal. I was that was on the stage and I was on the floor, right. and like halfway through, I was like, God, like I'm really loud. Like I'm, I must be louder than everyone else. And then I realised actually I was just a direct ear level <laughs> <laughs> I think the, it might be it might be the perfect punk amp I think those, <coughs> those Obi-Wans just yeah. being s- solid state and being so like mid heavy and so honky They're so, so a- my thoughts on it are like solid state unless you can go for like a full SVT like massive uh, with loads of output valves and stuff 
Solid state is way better than if you go for something with like a valve pre. Yeah, just think, I think so just as well. works. Faster response, more snappy, a bit more aggressive. I'd rather have like an, an orange AD200 or a Fender, Fender Super Basement. Yeah, probably oh, the Fender Super, the 300 watt full valve. But like, in terms of. I mean, that's nearly two grand. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I mean, I don't want to carry it either, no. you know, is the other thing. So. It's two grand of chiropody. No, that's feet, isn't it? Chiropractic. No one knows what you're saying. Osteopathy. That's Dent- the one. Dentistry. Yeah. Yeah, that. Born <laughs> Chiro- Chiropractor bills. Who's Bill? So, um, good. Well, that's uh, just... That's what I did this week. I also, um, normally when I change my guitar... I changed my guitar strings yesterday. That was really fun. So did I. Um, Normally when I do it, I remember to shut the cat out and I forgot to do that. So the cat was trying to eat the strings (laughs) as they were dangling around. Did you have that problem when you were looking after my cat, Matt? Uh... No, I remember to keep the cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I, I must admit, I don't change my strings like that regularly. Only the part I play the most, I tend to change the strings on. But I um, bought some of those um, Dear Dario NYXLs. Oh, did you? How are you getting on with them? Yeah, they're really good. Um, I finally got around to putting them on because I couldn't decide what to put them on. Um, and I put them on telly and they sound really, really good. Do they so sound darker? Nah. I do, they they feel a bit tighter um, and they feel like they've got a bit more punch and I think that's to do with the kind of core on them. Um, but I don't re- I don't really know to be honest. It's I think I'm just going to stick with balanced tensions. But they are definitely a good set of strings. That's cool. I put the um, I I've gone with balanced tensions the last couple of times, but I went back to old faithful and went with the coated power slinkies because you just you don't have to change them as regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very, very good. Speaking of strings, I think um, uh, guitar shops everywhere in the UK, uh, I think next week, um, <coughs> I, I assume, I think it's all guitar shops. Matt, you might know, but um, uh, uh, Dunlop are are kind of launching, or well, they're, they're already available, but they're trying to put some promotion into their Super Brights, mm-hmm. the strings that they do. So... I, I don't know what day it is. Check check it up with sort of your uh, local guitar shop. Check your shop, local retailer. Hmm. But um, and it might be different <laughs> for each retailer. I don't know. It might all be on the same day. But the gist is, if you bring in a um, a pack of strings that you've te- an, an empty pack of strings essentially, or used yeah. strings, bring them into your guitar shop, and they will give you a set of super brights. Really? It's only happening on one day. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's like the. Cold beer amnesty that Carling used to do. Oh, that's, that Festival. is what they're calling it. They are calling it the uh, Dunlop cold, String cold. Am- Amnesty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. They always used to do that, the Cold Beer Amnesty um, at Reading Festival when it when Reading Reading and Leeds were sponsored by Carling. I mean, good old days. I can't. Think. Oh, I, re- I think I remember that. What? Yeah, you could just bring a crap you warm br- beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, people used to go to the the couple of years I went people would go to like the Waitrose down the road from Reading Festival buy like cheap stubbies and then just take them straight I mean quite quite, I mean, white, quite I how you're trading up to Carling do you yeah know I, I mean? don't know what's worse I think I'd rather have a stubby <laughs> I'd definitely rather yeah. have a stubby I would definitely rather have a stubby um, so I've got a load of uh, <coughs> I've got a load of regular slinkies knocking around can I just take all the strings out and then bring those packs in it might be worth yeah just go out and in and out and in bring a handful of disguises and uh, yeah I mean I've got some chin putty and a stick on nose ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello I'd like to uh, hey Sherry I don't know I don't know what that is very good very good is that the 
the voice that Bart uh, yeah, yeah, Simpson yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Bart Simpson? Yeah. It is, yeah, he wears the chin party. Uh. That's the episode where he's going to buy Bonestorm. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he doesn't go to buy it. He's previously got caught for stealing it and then he has to go back yeah, for the family for the photos. photos. Yeah, Such a good right. episode. That is a great episode. Yeah. Oh, we should do a Simpsons podcast. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, um, Joe Brandon, what have you been up to? Um, uh, well, actually, uh, I, I'm... Uh, I'm recovering from a three-day drinking binge, so I'm... Uh, Sweet. I'm, That's I'm why you're quite... utterly, utterly useless yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel absolutely terrible. But, yeah, all good. Um, Art Tangent Festival is next week, so I'm really looking forward to that. I um, I actually uh, also got some... I've, I've decided to uh, get my set my, my right arm tattooed, and uh, it's obviously quite expensive. So Really? I was... Don't you want to be covering up the left one? The, the rubbish one. one that I've got on my left, yeah. I'll probably... <laughs> Should have done that first, but you know, it's, I, you know, I just sort of keep the keep the crap and just add some more. I thought but when you I, described uh, this new tattoo you're getting to me, I was just like, that sounds just as bad as your other one. Uh, the Grim Reaper. That's it. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Do you drive a va- purple van around town that's got a airbrush picture of a woman with <coughs> big knockers fighting a dragon? It's not that sort. It's like super traditional right, okay. Grim Reaper. Anyway, so tattoos are expensive, so I was trying to look at some ways to raise some money, and I was selling some. Obviously, I've sold a few bases and stuff. I'm completely settled on that jazz base that I bought. Okay. The lacquer finish one, it's great. Oh, did you... Have you got that? Yeah, did I not say that? You didn't have it last week. Oh, yeah, I've got it now. Tweed hard case. Um... Uh, yeah, sunburst. Nice nitro finish. That's a really, jazz bass. really, really cool bass. Are you going to yeah. be using that this week? You got some shows coming up. I'm playing tomorrow. Yeah, in Brighton, okay. and then uh, Art Tangent. I'll use them both. Yeah, I'm playing the Green Door Store. Are you? Mm. Oh, cool. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, I might actually. I might come to that. Do. Uh, yeah, patchwork natives and axes and body hound. Oh yeah, axes. Axes are great. Axes are are body hound as good as body, body count? count? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know body count. What body what count is? Um, Ice T's new metal band. Oh, amazing! They did that song "Cop Killer." Pioneers of Better rap you metal. Than me. Wow, that sounds amazing. I need to get that. But anyway, yeah. So I, um, I need to get some money. So I got hold of my friend who runs a function band, and I, I managed to. He needed a bass player for a couple of shows. Unfortunately, one of them is like next week. Okay. How and, many of the songs don't you know? Oh, I don't know. Probably over half okay but um and it's it's two sets of 30 songs as well and they are a primus themed wedding band so <laughs> well no here's it i was like um i sort of he sent me the list and i was like okay and this is sort of the interesting bit of that story uh, um yeah, he's messaged me the list and i was like okay are there any key changes or anything i need to be aware of oh. and he was like he was like um uh, he was like oh yeah yeah um all of them are in e <laughs> What? Yeah, they're like they've moved every song to E and they down tune half a step. Cool. Oh, that's what? great. What? Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds perfect. Just to keep it easy, but he was like, oh, "I've got a really specific range that I can sing in." Oh god! So he's, he's moved every single song into E. So does that mean that, like, in songs where, where there the should be a key change, there's like not a no, key change? I don't do know. they do live in on yeah. a prayer? No, he said yeah, <laughs> there's, there's just no key change. There were a couple of things <laughs> where he said where we don't. Oh, they changed the form, the the formula to the songs, and do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, double chorus, and that is how they do more or less every song. <laughs> If I was paying for this wedding <laughs> band, I know. I'd be like, I'm getting what? I'm getting. Bear in mind, it's like a it it it's like a five piece. I'm getting two hundred quid for <laughs> doing that. So it's not even a cheap 
session band. What's this wedding band called? I don't know, mate. I've okay. No I want to. Oh, no, wait. Frankie and Louie. Careful. Louis. You don't want to be. What's it called? Frankie and Louie. Okay. It sounds utterly, utterly no, bizarre. No, they're great. I've seen them before. They're really good. <laughs> Did you not notice at the time? <laughs> is, it like, is, is it like that CD in the mix 96 where every song just goes into the next one? <laughs> and it's like really easy to do because they're all. Is the tempo all exactly the same as well? Probably. Well, actually, the the reason that I'm I'm playing is because their drummer um, can't make it, so their bass player is playing drums. Okay. Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> do they do like? I, I really want there to be something like really complicated. Like, do they do? Do they do Bohemian Rhapsody? But they're like, listen, listen. I've got a much I've got a much better idea of how this song can go. I've got a much better structure. You know what this band should be called. The D Sharps. Yeah, nice. <laughs> very, very good. Anything else, Joe Brown? Anything else happened this week? I think that's about it. Okay, in that case, I've got two things that I can talk about that have happened to me this week. One is very simple. One is a bit personal and slightly disgusting. Which one would you all rather hear? Oh, the personal is slightly disgusting one. Matt Knight? Oh, yes. Jay Cross? Yeah, yeah. So... This week I made probably the biggest upgrade to my guitar tone that I've done in like 10 years by going to the doctor and getting my ears syringed. <laughs> oh, this isn't the story I was hoping for. No, it's not that disgusting. I don't think it's that disgusting. But, man, the world has changed. Like, can- I'm living in colour, whereas before I was purely black and white. Really, your hearing's changed the way you see things. Yeah, it really has. That's um, yeah, that's my story for this week. It's uh, so. Are you happy? I can't believe you work for a headphone company and your ears were so blocked up. I know. I just, yeah. I, basically, I've just been lying my way through the first six months. Like, yeah, I know. It sounds great. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Uh, so uh, yeah, that feels like I've bought like a new pedal or something, so I can actually hear top end. If anything. <laughs> The Echoplex. You've, you've had to make good or a Yeah, I've had the an, I've had an Echoplex put into my brain. Um, no, no, no. If anything, I had to dial treble back on everything. Like Jay, <coughs> you're sitting next to that uh, my amp yeah. now. Look where the treble control is. Oh wow! Yeah, that's at like nine o'clock. Yeah, it's really really far back because that amp is turns out super bright. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Matt and I, um, only one bit of news this week, uh, which you're going to uh, talk about. But Joe, do you want to do the uh, the jingle? Nudes. Indeed. So Matt, this week uh, the only bit of news is uh, Godlike have announced a new cable. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, exciting times! It's really, uh, really barren for news at the moment. Like we're clearly between it, Summer it, Nam it, and anything else. <laughs> yeah, between things happening and winter man. It's um it's yeah, I mean it's it's quite a good idea, but it's it is a little bit boring, but it is a good idea. Basically, if you build pedal boards and you don't use the solderless cable stuff uh, like lava or um planet waves or um anything like that, it is basically a cable end that you can solder yourself where the actual jack plug itself pivots 180 degrees so um, the point of this is that you can essentially use it in loads of different situations you could use it for like a regular guitar cable or you could a use great it idea. on a pedal board yeah yeah it basically just means that if you've got something like an es8 for example where the jack spacing is obviously quite tight if you use um the big um you know make your own cables with a normal quarter inch jack plug they are they do sit to 
tight and if you don't want them pointing straight you can angle them slightly up or down so if you've got odd pedals um and obviously it's a really really good quality jack so you know it is a really good idea i've I've actually got a midi cable uh with a similar thing um when i had had a bit more of a complex midi setup but yeah it's it's a good idea um and if you're really into soldering your own cables then it's probably going to solve a lot of issues are they selling are are they selling the actual cable itself or do they just sell the the end no you can sell the um well you can buy a cable (coughs) pre-loaded with the pivot plug or you can um, buy just the ends on their own. They actually come in four types. Pivot all, which goes 180 degrees. Straight compression, which is a slightly small jack, or just standard right angle. So it's like a new type of, of end as well. They're, how much are they? I was trying to see how much they are. I think they're about $10 each. Okay. Which isn't bad, considering that some of that sort of make-your-own-solderless cable is about the same sort of money. Um I forgot, did you get an update on the Fender car? Yes, I did actually. Um, so it's we're in uh, association with uh, Volkswagen yes. and it is a Beetle. Yeah. Uh, and it was the speaker system that they designed, the Fender Premium Audio System uh, featuring nine speakers, including a 20 centimeter Fender bass subwoofer. Yeah, in the back and Fender twin speakers in the driver um, and passenger sides as well. Wow, and a, delu- and a Fender Deluxe tweeter. Um, yeah, crazy. Do you can it, have that? What, as what an, is it? Is it option. three? Is it three inches to ten centimeters? Is that right? I yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, three, three so it's just a, a six-inch speaker. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Yeah. Um, um, did it, didn't it have some sort of fender finish as well? Wasn't the car sunburst or something like that? I can't. I, thought, <laughs> I can't I think, see that. I think the one we saw um, was just black. I'm sure I've seen like a sunburst, two tone sunburst <coughs> Volkswagen Beetle with like a fender logo on the back. You know, like where you'd have like say Ibiza or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said like Volkswagen. Oh no, fender. the the dashboard is. Um, is flame maple in sunburst with the fender logo there we go um and all the speakers say fender on them um and there's a promo picture of a guy with it plugged into the car yeah there's I th- i'm sure there's some sort of like yeah there's modeling. a jack input there's yeah. a jack input on the dashboard yes that's amazing <gasps> that's amazing when we do <laughs> when we do the top 10 weirdest amps ever that has to be number one yeah um well actually funny enough um my um my girlfriend Amy, who you all know, work, her dad works for Volkswagen now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll be like, Is there we can get a demo of one. Yes, uh, it, amazing. It was they did that in like two thousand five or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, Fender continued connect. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, so in all in certain select twenty thirteen models, you could it, it went all the way up. So I'm assuming you can still maybe get some now. It's still live on the Fender website. So yes. Maybe so maybe still get it done. that's one of our Patreon goals. If we get that many backers on Patreon, we will buy and ride around a Fender Volkswagen. <laughs> Should we do some hey, questions? Aren't I the only one who can drive? Oh, no, you can. I no, ca- no, I can't I'm drive. I'm the only one who can drive. So we'll, we'll buy one and Jay will ride it around <laughs> and we can go in the back and we'll drive. We can hang on the back on our skateboards. We'll drive it across America. Yeah, you know, some sort okay. of Thelma and Louise esque road trip. Excellent. We'll go on the lamb. Okay. 
Let's do some questions. <laughs> Hooray! Question. There we go. We've um we've not done many questions over the last few weeks because there's been a fair bit of news and like loads of stuff to talk about. Um, so I've kind of saved some up. Um, so sorry if your question hasn't been answered already. Hopefully this backlog of questions will get through. Uh, the stuff that has been submitted to the Facebook group and we've not yet addressed. Backlog. Indeed. Uh, these are all from <laughs> facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, thanks to everyone for sending these in. James says, I'm toying with the idea of getting a Rickenbacker 330. I've never played one, but I fancy a change from my usual fenders. Any thoughts or opinions? Matt Knight. Um, I... I'm going to put it out there. I'm really, really not a fan of Rickenbacker guitars. You're crazy. Very, very cool. Uh, love the basses, but I'm just not a massive fan of the guitars. Is it the I, weird, I just never got on with super the lacquered fretboards and that? Yeah, yeah. It's, and and the string spacing is very, very tight as well. And they just, I don't know. They feel like you have to work really, really hard to, to kind of like make them work for you I don't know It's I, I've just never been a massive fan but however the bases are amazing um, I really I really like the 600 series so the 620 and the 660 the ones that you know kind of look like a Telecaster that's kind weird of, kind of sound like a Telecaster um, the 330s and 360s <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of I mean they they look unbelievable yeah they look unbelievable and they like they do that sound better than anything else I think this, if if what you want is to reckon back a sound, the six twenty isn't the right guitar because even though it's kind of part of the same series, I don't think it will give you the same sound as the three hundred as the, anything from the three hundred series. They don't say, they've got those like super high output pickups, haven't they? Like the six yeah. twenties. Yeah, yeah. But I I I really like the six twenties. I think they're really really cool guitars. Um, but the three the three hundred like you've got to be. You got to commit if you're going to go for the 300 series. Like the yeah. the net, uh, the fretboards are super thin. Like you say, spring string spacing is like very very narrow. <coughs> um, Matt, I'm completely the other way to you. Actually, I really don't like the bases, and I really really like the 330s. I'm not a big fan of the 360s because I don't like that carved top and the flat back. It's just like yeah, it seems really weird, like just bad design to me. But 330s to me are like they're in there with like. Epiphone Casino, that sort of thing, like really jangly and yeah. big body. And if you're into yeah. casinos, you're just naming other John Lennon guitars. Then. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I've got good taste. Um, and uh, yeah, I am not a huge fan of the basses, uh, which is very much uh, odd. That, no, it's very much down to the fact that he had the coolest one and sold it. By yeah, mistake. I'm still a, bit, a little bit bitter about that. But um, and well, the reason I sold it is that it just didn't work. For the sort of stuff, yeah, that I was doing. Um, so yeah, I, I think three thirty, go for it. Like, if you're toying with the idea of getting one, there is literally nothing else that will do that. Like, the closest guitar is it's a casino, is a casino or a th- three sixty. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, three seventy. What's the three seventy? That's the three pickup. It's the three pickup one. Yeah, three sixty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. Yeah, plays one. Is there a three pickup three thirty? I guess it would be called the three forty, uh, and I don't know. It is. It is called the three forty. There we go. And, it, and it's it, it is discontinued. I'm just. I just thought I'd have a quick look on their website. They, 
their website is pretty old school. Yes. Um, <laughs> featuring some very, very weird pictures. They make acoustics, though. I had no idea. They make acoustics. Um, oh, no, wait. They're, yeah. dis- they're discontinued. Yeah, they're <laughs> um, is, is there still stuff on there like the Laredo series? No, but they have got the model 5002 V58, uh, which was their uh, maple and walnut laminated mandolin with a pickup. Yes. Uh, which looks very weird. Um, we had, I bet that I costs having like ten thousand about ten thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. Because we, um, I remember when we worked in the shop, we had the model three two five C fifty eight MG, the old John Lennon one, one. like onion. Yeah, um, yeah. That we, was make, a very odd guitar. guitar. When you start getting up into that Rickenbacker custom shop stuff, like <laughs> I mean, it's all essentially custom shop because they make like two a day or something ridiculous, which is why you basically can't get them anymore. Um, but when you start getting up into that custom shop stuff, the pricing starts to go silly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the retail on that three two five C? Um, three six nine nine, wasn't it? Yeah, three six nine nine. I think yeah, three and a half four grand. So you're only in the same place as Gibson for custom shop. Well, you are, and <coughs> it's probably a smaller uh, enterprise. Enterprise, yeah, yeah. I was guess. I would guess, but what you get for four grand on the Gibson side of thing, things is like a. I guess like a really, really nice handmade Les Paul, whereas that 325C wasn't perhaps the best made guitar in the no. world. It was beautiful, but as a working guitar, perhaps not. But what then, was the deal with that tre- the trem on it was really weird, wasn't it? It had a really old school trem. Matt, can you remember the sort of mechanics of that trem? Um, yeah, I was actually just going to try and put a picture of it because I remember it. I think you had one to, of the, oh, for all the listeners. It was, <laughs> it was like a, it was like a maestro trim more than anything. I seem to remember. I think you had to move it. You pushed side it. to side rather than in and out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it just it was one of those ones that kind of didn't really do a lot. The the Kaufman Vibrola. Yeah. Uh, it's listed. <laughs> Named after but Andy yeah. Kaufman because it was. Jim Carrey. Complete jokes. jokes. Yeah, complete jokes. There we go. <laughs> Very good. Um, so, yeah, 330s. I'm totally into it. Get one. Cool. I, yeah. Adam says, rifling through my wallet and the three usual suspects keep appearing. Then this giant orange monstrosity crops up. Why on earth do I keep it? I sure aren't going to be using this unwieldy dinner plate of a pick. What picks do you use? Uh, oh, and why? James. I I wondered what he was talking about. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, Jay Cross, what's your pick of choice? Um, I was sort of thinking about this in the run up to this, and I maybe sound like a bit of a beginner, but I sort of don't have one at the moment. Now, what's wrong with you? The, I mean, the problem you is you don't even have a thickness <laughs> preference, even if it's not like a brand. Okay, let me show you what I've got in my pocket right now. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> right now, right now in my pocket, I've got. I got something in my front pocket. Front pocket for you. Right now in my front pocket, I've got two yellow Dunlops. Wait, wait, wait. So yellow Dunlops are seventy-three. Seventy-three. I've got that's a, reasonable. I've got an eighty, an eighty-eight, a green one. No, that's not too far. I've got a one mil Dunlop. I've got a one point one four mil Dunlop, and I've got a one point one four mil uh, Gator Grip as well. And I've, I think I've got a. A one mil nylon in here as well somewhere. <clears throat> the problem is, I um am I'm, I don't pay for plectrums because I just lend them what? to people. Thief. Because I just oh, lend I lend them to people when they're trying guitars in the guitar shop in which I work, and because I don't pay for plectrums, 
if ever like because I'm sorry because I'm lending out plectrums all the time I simply like can't be precious about them and so even when like I always used to be um, Dunlop um, just Dunlop Tortex 88 through and through I was always Dunlop Tortex 88 through and through best one but now I'm like I mean my my problem is is that I give away plectrums at such a rate that I can't be precious about it because I'm, if I sit down to play guitar or bass, I might not have one of them. So even when I was playing playing these shows last week, I just was like, oh, what have I got? There was one that I had like a couple of 73s. I had a one mil nylon. And I, I think for most of it, I used uh, one of these Gator, Gator Grip, grip. 1.14s. How can you use that as an absolute dinner plate? <clears throat> See, look, I've just dropped a pletcher on the floor. Oh, there it and is. it doesn't even matter. doesn't matter. He doesn't, he doesn't care. But it's, I just... As long as it's probably basically, as long as it's within the sort of seventy-three to one point one four, I'm actually. I think I might have used one of the one point five mil ones for a little bit of one of the shows. You're ridiculous. I just, it, I can sort of adapt around it, I guess, to a certain degree. <clears throat> for a while, I did get really, really into um, the Max Grip, um, the Dunlop Max Grips, the Nylon Max Grips. I really like those, and I really like the seventy-threes and the eighty-eights of those. Um, but They're good. But I gave them all away. I did actually pay for those. I, did, I bought a load of those. I was like, oh, yeah, this is wicked. And I just I gave them all away immediately. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. Joe Branton. Um, <coughs> obviously, I'm, I'm... CS3. Well, 90% fingerstyle. Of course, but when you use a plectrum... Um, uh, I think the ones that I go for are like just the... The the obvious thing, the thing that I've always used that kind of seems to do a bit of everything, which is the orange Tortex. Okay. What's the, I think point six. Is it? Is it that low? Yeah, they're point six. Crikey. Uh, I think I might that have one here, They're point six. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, it, yours, they look so point old. Six. That yeah, that has literally nothing, no details on it. Um, do, do, you sure. need to, do you need me to tell you what they are? Are they point six? They're point six. Wow, okay. I'm surprised it's that thin. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I use... Them, I guess they they've always seemed to be more comfortable. You know, I try and get really into plectrums because they're not because they're just not something I use. I was I'm kind of interested by them. They seem like a cool thing that you can have like your your sound and your style defined by this little piece of plastic. It's like a a little thing that it's like a little identity to your guitar playing. I always kind of like that. I tried to get into a few different ones like the oversized Jazz Threes. Mm-hmm. I got some of those recently, but. I just can't deal with thick plectrums, and everyone sort of says that like bass players are supposed to use these thick plectrums, and I just I don't find get no, I, I, I find it, it really weird because it's just you just you get no sort of they, they don't bend around the string; they just sort of hit the string far too hard to get anything other than like a really brittle. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Tone off of them. So yeah, so so thinner ones, those sort of around that 0.6, 0.7 always seems to make more sense. I also grabbed a couple of the felt. Um, uh, banjo <laughs> plectrums, ukulele plectrums, ukulele plectrums, and exactly how long did they last? Uh, I mean, some time, you know, some time. Okay, a couple of evenings of playing, <laughs> but it was great because it essentially sounded like I was playing with my fingers with I'll a plectrum. Pick, yeah. Um, Matt Knight, I know that you've experimented with some slightly more expensive stuff. Yeah, I have only. Uh, Pretty much exclusively, whenever I play guitar, I've used one pick, and it's pretty. And I still own the same pick that I bought two years ago because they are seven pounds each. Um, but they're so hard wearing and so durable, it hasn't even worn down yet. Um, and it's by a company called Chicken Picks. Um, and I was lucky enough, actually, recently, the guy actually contacted me because he'd heard me talk about them on the podcast and sent me some more for free. Oh, um, there we go. How about that? <laughs> Didn't you, surely you um, disclosed these earnings to the rest of the uh, podcast crew. And uh, uh, they will... I have got them somewhere. I can give you some, but somewhere. I don't think you like them it somewhere. Will be oh, coming out it's of, convenient. Coming out of your wages, <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, I use a 3.5 mil chicken pick. What? Um, and I now can't use anything else. It's like an extension of my finger. It's They sound so much better than any other pick. Um, and it was actually recommended to me by someone from the podcast about two years ago um, I, through Twitter. So, I am... Um, um, yeah. I saw recently on, on the Gear Exchange or you know one of the similar pages on, on Facebook, someone was selling... I, um, one of those sort of ridiculous like four mil thick it was like jade green and one of those uh, oh um, are they the ones that are made in petri dishes yeah that's right yeah someone was selling one like for sort of 20 quid 30 quid something like that effort picks there's an 18 month waiting list for those I think I think that's what they're called I know someone at the shop um, that I used to work with Jay bought one yeah he was yeah, on Chris had one didn't he yeah, really one that's bonkers pick. Just speaking of like the wearing down though, that is a that is a point because like if I, I 
if I take like one plectrum to band practice, it's gone at the end. Like well, that's it. Well, yeah, just like, buy a beat. A beat. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I'll, but like, if you just if you just use like one Dunlop Tortex, it, they don't last very long. They don't. But then they're not very expensive. But I'd no, be no, so of concerned I mean, if I had free. like a thirty pound plectrum. Like, what happens at a gig when you <laughs> drop that? 30 40 pound plectrum like yeah, you would when, spend the rest if, of the show definitely a long when. time looking for yeah you'd spend the rest of the show freaking out that i mean that's my argument for the jim dunlops it's like yes they wear down and like i swear by the tortex green like that's if i'm doing a gig and i haven't got any of those i just need to go and buy a pack of tortex greens yeah. um yes it will wear down you'll probably get two to three gigs out of it plus some practicing and stuff um, i don't think so i mean mm, if you play with any level of uh, finesse... You're not playing hard enough. Um, it costs 50p. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If absolutely. you lose it... It doesn't it matter. It costs 50p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said... Uh, Plectrum Zero is like 70p. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not in my shop. Really? <laughs> oh, um, man. I've still... I'm overcharging you, Joe. <laughs> God damn it. I've still got my first pick. No, you don't. I do indeed. It is a teardrop-shaped... PV medium <laughs> nylon pick. Um, my first, I got it when I got my first electric, the PV Raptor. Um, yeah, there was some some picks in the gig bag, second hand gig bag. So in fact, someone else's pick. <laughs> oh, that's grim. Right. See, that's what I get. That's where like I give them away because so often I'll come up and speak to someone and be like, oh yeah, how you, how you get on with that guitar? And I've given them a pick, and the pick's hanging out of their mouth. So I'm like, oh yeah, you can, don't worry. That's a that's a gift. You can keep you that keep one. But I'm not I'm not buying the guitar. Please don't give keep, me the plectrum back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, anyone who wants to try and get free plectrums from guitar shops, go in, try a guitar out, and put the pick in your yeah, mouth when you're it. talking to the salesman. That's oh, correct. Just bypass the try a guitar step and just grab a handful of picks out of the counter and just put them in your mouth, <laughs> and then go, oh here you go, and hand them back. Yeah. Don't. They do will that. not take them. Please don't do that. Do that when Jay's working. Monday to Friday. Um, Louis says, what powered speaker should I use for giving... Uh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Try again. What powered speaker should I use for giving with a Boss GT100? That's as written. I think I think it means using. Yeah. Um, currently going through a Fender Hot or Deluxe, but I want reliability and my amp not to colour the sound. So basically, a PA speaker to use with the GT100. J-Cross. What's, um, what's on vogue at the moment Matty you were all about have you still got your Laney oh the IRT yeah. things one thing I, I thought I'd mention first though has do you reckon he's tried just running it into the power just going out and then straight into the power amp of the Hot Rod Deluxe oh that's a very good point because the um, you can you can bypass the uh, the preamp section yeah because a lot of people they'll go use the preamp they'll use the uh, presets and then the presets will have preamp modeling and then or amp modeling and cab modeling but and then when you run that into an input and that's also a speaker it sounds really naff running cab modeling into a cab but i assume from the question um he's saying i want reliability and yeah oh deluxe is if you've got a hot deluxe three it's not yes. too bad yeah. the ones and twos have Certainly been known to have reliability issues, but the latest one's pretty My, good. I had one of the twos and it was crap. Yeah. The new ones are great. The new ones are amazing, but the one I had before um, was not great. And I, John, if you're listening, I, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you bought it off me, but, you know. <laughs> 
Um, he's definitely not listening. <laughs> but um, he's got a baby. He's not. Gonna he be does listening. have a baby. He's not listening to anything. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, but no, that. Um, <clears throat> They they are great they are great great amps, but if you want something you know to go down the solid state route, yeah, the IRT you've you've got one don't you? Yeah, Laney IRT X two hundred watt solid state power amp. That's uh, such a great it's, it's great like piece a of kit. PA speaker for the guitarist, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, yeah. So you can run it in line with your head and your cab, and use it as like another cab or like an extension cab. Then it's got a DI out, so you can go straight into a desk. You can run two in stereo, so it will split all your um, like um, it will split the input into true stereo as well. It's got an auxiliary input for music. Um, at the moment, it sits in the living room. We use it to sort of play all the audio through from our TV um, really? for like movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds really, really good. Um, so that's a really that's a really good thing to to have just in general as like a handy sort of little powered. Um. Is there, let's say uh, that Louis was looking for like a PA speaker, something with maybe a bit more power. Um, what is the kind of current thinking on powered PA speakers? Mac ESRMs, I guess, were kind of always the uh, always the go-to speaker. What's yeah. kind of in fashion at the moment? Um, I mean, I'm not too hot on uh, PA in general, but... If you want something that's like a standalone unit that you can use for sort of small gigs, I'm all about the Roland BA330. Um, I think that is an absolutely incredible piece of kit. Um, they are. What's that? What's the BA330? It's like it's a standalone. It's like um, a self-contained PA, basically. Yeah. So you can you can it, there's six it, six inputs I think on the back. Um, two, yeah, there's six inputs on the back. Two of which you can. Um, switch between mic and instrument so you can use them as like an instrument input uh, and the other four I think if I remember correctly have only got two um, uh, th- th- there's four inputs but they've you've got you, they share two volume and tone controls so they're um, stereo ins for like keyboard or drum machine yeah or yeah yeah or you can plug MP3 like multiple mic or... you can plug like multiple mics in but you can't alter the they'll all be on the same level they'll all be yeah that's right um and if i remember correctly it's even got the cosm technology so you've got the you've got the um uh the amp modeling technology built in so they they're really really good i've i've um they're super versatile i've used i've uh i sold one to a chap who does um who's like quite a regular customer of mine who does a lot of um, gigs in like uh, retirement homes and stuff like that where like you can do, um, you know, you can get away with something that's relatively small, but he only wanted to take one amp. And I also used one for um, a friend's wedding and it was loud enough for us to dance to Andrew WK too um, with about, you know, 50, 60, 70 people or something like that. You know, they're, they're not like... They're not super super loud. It's not gonna power. It's not gonna be loud enough to power um, a like a full band show or anything like that. But if it's just you and an acoustic guitar, or you even and an electric guitar and a microphone, or you want to use something for like um, ho- like small home use with true stereo, or like something cool that you can use as like a guitar amp, but also as like a sort of karaoke type machine. It's very much a multi-purpose. Yeah, they're unit. really good, and I think it's difficult because they sort of sit. It's kind of like the Laney RTX. They they do so many different things that they don't 
they're never anybody's first choice. Um, like, I mean, those those IRTXs are absolutely incredible units. But like, when was the last time you ever saw one? You know, Being used. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a very very specific unit, isn't it? Um, I was also thinking the other thing you could try uh, if you're just using it at home is just like um, like KRKs, just like studio monitors. Yeah. Because then you get two, you've got true stereo, full range speaker, you can plug straight into the back. That would work pretty well if you're not gigging it. That'd be the ideal thing for using it at home. I um I was doing a bit of tidying up in my house this week and like selling a load of stuff and going through old boxes of stuff. Um, and I found a pocket pod, the one that we've talked about a few times, yeah. which oh served as a uh, base DI. Um, and uh, I think what I'm going to do is just hook that up directly to my studio monitors I've got in the other room, uh, and I'll be able to just play guitar in there as well. Be, um, sweet. Yeah. Be able to lull your girlfriend to sleep each night. Yeah, I mean, all of the presets on there. As that, opposed to drugging her. Yeah, <laughs> careful. Um, <laughs> Crikey. Um, all of the presets on there. I mean, they are a bit fizzy, um, yeah. but it'll be fine. You know, as a little alternative to coming in here and setting up a pedal board and amp and stuff like. For just one, which is what you do on most romantic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Ella will just be like, you know, on the couch, and I. You'll be the she'll, couch. The couch, yeah. yeah. The couch that we're sat on right now. She'll be reading a book, and you'll be serenading her by playing um, "Smoke on the Water." Uh, yeah, living on a prayer. Yeah. Do you do the key change? Uh, yeah, I do. Do you? Joe's just started this new band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the D Sharps. Uh, it's going to be terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I can't believe you put the name of the band in. Like oh, this, is, right. this is the career suicide. It's fine. You've been kicked out of the band even before you've learned how to play all the songs in it. <laughs> James says so going on holiday to Greece soon for two weeks but won't be able to take a t- guitar with me what do you think of the chances of finding a really cheap crappy acoustic just to play on for a bit <coughs> don't think I could go two weeks without playing do you guys just not play while you're away or what um, has anyone taken a guitar on holiday with them I haven't I haven't really been on that sort of holiday to be I honest my only holidays yeah, I are tours last time I had that long a holiday yeah yeah, my only holidays are tours, so yeah, I don't well, have to. But there, there are convenient ways you can do it. I mean, when um, when we've been like across to Ireland or anything, where where when we went, it, it proved to be a bit cheaper to fly. Um, but I really didn't want to send my base in a hold. I just um, I just took the neck off and packed it in my carry on. Yeah, um, and I think that is actually a, a, a really easy option for for taking something with you if you if you're flying. I mean, put it in a small suitcase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it was harder with a bass. Well, a little, but you know, if you, if if you're a guitarist even, and you, and you have a modular, less pull. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it will come apart, okay. But getting it back together at the well, other no, end. Well, no, 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 it's fine as long as you've got one of the like the post 2013 custom shops. It's high glue, so it will you know just heat it up. Just heat it up, melt the glue. <laughs> you're fine. And also buy some spare high glue so you're you can fine. put it back together. It'd be fine. Don't do that. Do not. Please don't definitely do that. do not do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that yeah, either something small or like if you just want something to noodle about on, why don't you just buy... Ukulele. I was going to say, buy something... No, you're was joking. <laughs> buy something that you're not... We do not, not fam- endorse ukuleles. We do. We, sometimes we do. Why, why not buy something that you're not familiar with? Like buy like a little mandolin. A or kazoo. A, yeah, or a little ukulele or like... 
Um, what are the like six string guitar Laylee? Is that what the guitar Laylee? Um, They're great. I've got one of them. What was that little guitar, uh, Matt? The one that was tuned to G. Oh, a little like Nashville tuning no, guitar. Uh, the guitar Laylee's tuned. Oh, was that was oh, that a tenors? Guitar? Yeah, was it was that what it was? It, it was really short necked. I thought it was you that really liked it. I've got a guitar lately, but it's tuned A to A. Oh, maybe it was so A. It's just a guitar of, with a capo on the fifth fret, basically. Are you thinking of the Epiphone Mando bird? Oh, no, I'm not. No, it was a really small uh, sort of classic guitar-looking yeah. thing. but It's like a tenor. Tenor guitar. Right, I thought tenor guitars were the four-string ones. Mm, maybe. Yeah, or tenor... no, it could be a Nashville. Yeah, they yeah. are. Nashville, no, tuning, t- Nashville tuning's a six-string guitar, isn't it? But the, the top... Strings. Three strings are tuned like the top three strings on a twelve string. No, right, okay. all, this, all the strings are tuned. This, oh, they're, they're all the octave strings yeah, from a twelve string. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That. This this was literally well, just a very the... short necked classic <clears throat> guitar, and because the neck was so short, you you tuned it G to G in conventional guitar tuning. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that was the guitar lately. That was was it? Oh, yeah, see. definitely. Okay. But um, the, um, on what you could go for, actually, there is a there is a solution for ninety nine quid. Washburn do the little Rovers, which yeah. are those acoustics oh, yeah. with the tiny bodies that will fit in like a normal suitcase. Um, what about the the little Hofner travel guitars? Hofner shorty, the shorty, yeah. yeah. They're electric though, right? So you need to take an amp with you. What about like those? Pocket pocket pod. Yeah, pocket pod. <laughs> pocket pods. You're right. Yeah. What about those um, those Vox guitars with drum machines in them? They don't exist anymore, I don't think. No, you can still get them secondhand. And they're really annoying. Yeah, yeah there's nothing annoying. Really there is terrible. nothing annoying about making a Vox guitar sound like a drum and bass night. Very oh, 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 what about the... Uh, we're, we're all... None of us have mentioned the pig nose yep. guitars. Probably the best thing in the world. What were they called? The LP259 or something? PG259. PG, yeah. Um, yeah. Little amp built in. But no, seriously, I reckon like a little guitar <laughs> lately because they play like uh, regular acoustic, but they're tuned A to A and they're really small. Um, maybe just give something else a try. You're on holiday. Little mandolin, little guitar lately. Just take, take an iPad and get an app. Well, I mean, that is the other option. Make a rap album like you did on your... <laughs> Hip-Hop Joe. Joe no. I really hope that never makes its way onto the podcast. So Learn good. how to play the piano on your iPad. Indeed. Mm. Frederick says, I have an old Digitech RP80 uh, for the last 10 years and it sounds like shiz uh, <laughs> with my little Fender amp. Is it the Digitech RP80 that's rubbish or my Fender amp that doesn't like the Digitech? Now, we've got no more details on the Fender amp. Um, so, What's the RP80? Uh, RP80 is a quite old Digitech multi-effects, maybe yeah. 10 oh, years old. It. Classic. Something like that. The RP um, series. Like. It's basically the same as the... Um, Gone. I was going to say, it's basically the same now as the... No, they still make the RP series. Yeah, yeah 255. They still make it. Yeah. Um, I would say that because we don't know anything about the Fender amp, let's assume that the amp is probably okay, even if it's just a little practice amp. I mean, what's the worst it's going to be is a front A champion? Man. Or? Yeah, a oh, champ yeah. or a front man. Yeah. But the front man's a fine i mean the, the front right. ones are the yeah i mean they're serviceable yeah, yeah um so i mean i would say that maybe it's time <laughs> to upgrade the rp80 because in the sort of 10 ish years that they've been out um things have changed quite a lot on the multi-effects front um mm. what is available now that you'd suggest as an upgrade Matt Knight. Did you take RP255? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, that might be too close. It might not feel like enough of an upgrade. What uh, In terms of other brands, I, what's um, available? 
I would say that I would say to be honest, my fa- favourite multi effect still is the boss uh, ME80. Yeah, um, they are brilliant. It is just the best sounding one out there. It's, it's one of the nicest ones to use, but it is much bigger. So if space is an issue, um, you could go down to a, an ME25 or even something like a Zoom G3. Oh, you yeah, oh, stole um, oh, we're going to say the Zoom G3. Well, that's really interesting that all three of us were going to say the Zoom G3. I mean, Zoom, Zoom are not really a highly considered. You, you say that, though, but for the last the last couple of years, we've been, um, we've had this premonition of like a... Uh, like a resurgence of, I say resurgence. I mean, I'm not sure if they're no a surgence, a, a surgence of, <laughs> of Zoom, of Zoom, like being, you know, because I mean, we're using a, yeah, we, we are, are using, using a Zoom H6. Then, yeah, I did have to double check just to make sure. You know, we use an H6 to record with here. The G3s are, you know, they are the budget version, and really, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that many people would. If they've got the money to buy the ME80 hmm. and the yeah. space to buy an ME80 or a GT100 would go with a Zoom G3. True. Well, the but G3 is the, less money, though. The G3 is less money. It's it's um, a lot more compact. And also, I like the fact that, you know, it's really simple. You can just go, right, I want this button to turn this effect yeah. on and off. This I, button to turn... And it's three pedals. I think it's the one. best layout I've ever seen on it. It really changed my thoughts on sort of multi-effects. And yeah. they do the B3 as well. You can get the base The base version, version which... as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I think they do a G7 as well. And they also do an oh, A3 yeah. for acoustic guitars. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Zoom do some really, really cool stuff. There was the... Um, the old, those single pedals, the CD... What was it called, Matty? The CD70. Uh, the CDR70. CDR70. Is that the one with the, the LCD screen? The, um... No, it was MS70 CDR. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. That yeah. was a great unit. They, Zoom do some doing... really, really cool stuff. They've released this Exxon series now as well, haven't they? Oh, the G1 Exxon. Yeah. Exxons, yeah. But actually, <laughs> all Zoom stuff is really, really cheap in the UK at the moment. I think it's a really good time to to buy Zoom pedals because all of them there's been a bit of a price I really, crash on like, Zoom I really stuff. hope that I mean I know I, I think if we go back through the, the podcasts that we've recorded over the last couple of years we've said this I say we it might just be me um, <laughs> I've said this over the last couple of years I really hope that they you know they run with this because they do some absolutely exit you know we've got the H6 and even the H4 the little field recorder there's a new one H5 well, sits in kind of in between the oh, two really? I, don't, I don't think I've seen that getting really one. good reviews not only that what about the is it the R oh no is it the RH the, the, you know they released a, like a, a digital multi-track uh, uh, R16 and R16, R18 that was it, yeah. I think there's an R24 as and well, they were great they were yeah. great like the, the only people really doing something that affordable <laughs> that's so versatile such as sort of one box recording piece it of was a, so you could record I think to SD card but it would also act as like a um, uh, sound card for your door um, so you could record like 16 ins and then 16 individual outs via USB and also control the parameters on the actual unit itself. Which is great. What yeah. an amazing recording interface. And they made it look all all <coughs> Apple and all white and they did. light grey. And so it looked like something people want on their yep. desk next to their I just, sort of like, big shiny Mac. The, the rocket pedals are being distributed via Zoom as well, aren't they? they are. Is that right? They are in, this, yeah. in the UK. In, are, in the yeah. UK. So, I mean, part of me hopes that, you know, that Zoom go, okay, cool, you know, people are really into these rocket pedals, 
we could we could probably do something like this. They used to. What did they do? Zoom used to do single pedals. Do you remember these, Matty? They, they had like a four <coughs> different drive pedals. Yes, I sort of. I don't ever remember selling any. Um, no, they were not particularly <laughs> great, but they did, they did used to exist. I think one of them was called... It was either called the Mega Drive or it was called something very much like the Mega Drive. <laughs> Master System? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the Mas- Super Famicom. Master, Master Drive. Indeed. Mega System. Maybe that's what, if we ever get around to doing a pedal, we should just call it the Mega Drive. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I think... Wait, Can we have a SNES anymore? as well? The what? Does what exist anymore? Does Sega still exist? They yeah. just don't do... They, they just don't, don't make do, consoles. They just do Football Manager. They just do games for Nintendo now, don't they? They Yeah, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics, I think is one of them. <laughs> Sonic, Mario... You know what a crossover <laughs> I'd really like to see is Sonic and Mario at the Olympics and Football Manager 2016. Like, Together. If they could do a crossover. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, Have you ever played Mario Super Strikers? Because... No, I've I think not. there is a game that you want to be playing. Yeah, there is a there is a Sonic the Hedgehog um, synchronized swimming. There is. Game. I, I love all those like mini games. They, they, there's no there's no limit to what situation <laughs> those those companies can put those characters in. Indeed, synchronized swimming with a blue hedgehog. People will do anything for money. And with that, I think we should talk about Patreon. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much. We've got some new Patreon backers uh, this month. Um, Head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can contribute from as little as, uh, I think, $1 a month and you will help us out. $5 gets you access to any uh, or to a half an hour of bonus content every week. Uh, The top tier means that you're one of our executive producers. Um, And... These people have done so. Uh, Joe, what sort of backing track would you like this week? Oh, crikey. Wait, wait, maybe we should do something Sonic or Mario. Maybe yeah, that, we should... Oh, Dale Rascal. Jack Conroy. Will Clare. Chris Wilson. Scott O'Brien. Matt Quine. Fletch Fletcher. Phil Thompson. Moo Gravit. And Colin Anderson. Yeah. I can't really join in because it's a bit of lag, so I think it would just be a bit weird. Just rap over the top, Matt. Our princess is in another castle. <laughs> Indeed, she is. And that pe- castle is the Patreon content for this week. Oh, I was talking about Matty. Oh, yeah, okay. he no, he is very much a princess. Our, princess. Our sweet princess. Uh, he yeah oh yes indeed um, if you want to hear more of this absolute guff uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds uh, where for a small donation that's helped us this week by hummus trail mix and mini cheddars oh this is the first time I've tried trail mix it was lovely um, trail mix in the US yeah right uh, smarties are in it not smarties M&M's Maybe M and M's, M and M's or Smarties. Really weird. I don't I, think that's real trail mix. It, no, like it's I said also that. Not to, I, <laughs> no. I know it's bonkers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Even it's this trail bonkers. mix is all red. It's absolutely is bonkers. I so um, I went to the uh, shopping center with my girlfriend uh, when I was over at her house in in Philadelphia, and they this like two kilo bag of trail mix, and I was like, "Those Smarties." She's like, "Yeah, what? What of it? What of it?" 
Go get that sugar when you're out on the trail. Don't make any sense. Don't make any sense. Thanks so much for listening this week. Uh, you can follow us uh, <coughs> over on Twitter at Guitar Nerds or jump on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. If you want to get an extra half an hour of this every week, plus some other unspecified rewards, we're going to, Jay, we were talking about doing we were. a little special. We? Let's not mention any more no, than no. that. Um, couple, couple of, we had a couple ideas. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds where you can help us out by donating and we give you extra stuff every week mm-hmm. um, you can also go over to the website guitarnerds.net we've not been doing much there recently but Joe's got some stuff going up I probably do. this week this or week. next um, and the YouTube channel YouTube channel's gone bonkers youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mark underscore random you can follow Matt at Matt underscore nightsy you can follow Jay at JBN1 JAYBN1 or Joe at Joseph underscore 900 <laughs> do spread the word and I'll tell you what would be great actually if you could just give us some five star reviews on iTunes that would be really good Helps people discover the show. Helps more guitar nerds get involved with this whole shebang. Um, and it helps carry on the lie. Indeed, that we know what we're talking about. What are we talking about in the next one? <laughs> so I don't have to load up the email. Uh, this week's Patreon content is what uh, a question that came in. What are the five most important guitar albums ever made? Oh, I'm into this. Big time. Okay. Join cool. us uh, over on Patreon for that. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 